Alright guys, welcome back to the third episode of Like Minds. Woo! Yeah, keeping the ball rolling with this one. Um, today, we are going to talk about the importance of seeking discomfort and delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really go into uh, just a couple of our own experiences with it. Um, very conversational. For sure. Podcast. Uh Definitely trying to start some conversations with you guys and uh, hopefully interact with you just over social on the topics that we cover here. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and get right into it. Enjoy the episode. Alright, welcome back to Like Minds Podcast. I gotta be honest, guys. We don't we don't really have too much of a plan for this one, but it's kind of fitting. We were uh, the topic we decided to cover today was uh, delaying gratification and seeking discomfort, and we ran right into this with no comfort of a plan. That's so, right. So uh, it's it's right on it's uh, it's it's on brand, if you will. Um. Delaying gratification. I mean, we're just going to talk about it from our own personal experience. Uh, this is something that I, pr- I try to practice, but it is something that I'm also learning and uh, and I'm very new at. Um, nothing I would consider myself a master. Uh, to, I don't consider myself a master of anything, but uh, something that I think has been beneficial to my life is anytime that I'm able to delay gratification and I have had some great experiences as a result of actively seeking discomfort, actively seeking uh, situations that are not comfortable to me. Uh, And a lot of those uh, situations were probably me and Adam both uh, going into just doing something outside of our comfort zone. Uh, For sure. This podcast, I would kind of put up there. I'm not used to just sitting down, um, although I do vlog. Here's here's something I, I do want to... This is kind of a sidebar, but you can get really good at one form of media, and the minute you try to go to another form of media, it just feels completely different. Like, I vlog every week. I talk to cameras. I talk to the quote-unquote internet all the time. Mm-hmm. But whenever we sit down to do this podcast, like, it's t- it feels so different. And I'm Certainly. honestly not always the most comfortable doing it. So. For sure. I, I can attest to that. I've, I've, you know, over the past six months, I've gotten reasonably used to talking to cameras uh, with my YouTube channel. But, you know, sitting down and doing a podcast is a completely... <laughs> completely new experience so yeah and it's so weird like it's it's when because you'll get into your own uh rhythm like whenever you're doing your videos Mm -hmm. and i'll get into uh like and for me i'll get into a rhythm when i'm doing like a video for my channel or uh the broke boy vlog and then like anytime once that whenever that gets whenever you do something different Mm -hmm. it just it's like man back to square one for sure 100 percent. so one of the reasons why uh, we decided to talk about uh, seeking discomfort and delaying gratification uh, has to do with really, you know, why we think doing these things is important in the first place. And I- I've said this before, but anybody that is interested in self-development or personal growth, I personally believe 
that seeking discomfort on a regular basis is not something that will only help you with personal growth and self-development, I actually think it is necessary for personal growth and self-development. There are a variety of different ways that I have uh, implemented seeking discomfort into my life. And, you know, one thing I want to point out is when, when anybody decides to do something that is not comfortable, the benefits may not be there immediately after doing that thing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, an example of this might be uh, we were talking about alcohol earlier. Um, you know, both you and I are trying to become more conscious about our alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you guys who do not know, I stopped drinking alcohol about six months ago completely. And uh, I'm not a hundred, I can't give you an exact uh, reason as to why I'm doing this other than uh, really the the self-development and discipline aspects that come along with it. Um, I know that for me, I was a shy person growing up. So really not being able to rely on alcohol as a crutch in social situations. So whether that is networking events or parties of any kind, you know, I have personally seen benefits from trying to uh, navigate these situations being sober and not relying on uh, Mm -hmm. alcohol. And that that may not be something that you, uh, you may not see the benefits of of something like that Mm -hmm. immediately, like the first day, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know, um, uh, <clears throat> before we get really deep into it if you're listening to this I want to I want to pivot a little bit I want to so seeking discomfort uh, I don't want to talk about this as if this is something that um, I actually don't want to talk about it as this is something that you need to like pick up now and learn Because to be honest, all of us have had experiences with it. And and at some point in your life, you really actually are forced into uncomfortable situations. Certainly. So this idea that we're really talking about is really just leaning into it. Leaning Leaning into it. And and getting you ready for Mm -hmm. when life does throw things your way. Yeah, exactly. But we like we all grew up, you know, having to get an education as a kid. That's not the first like you don't want to spend all day going to school. And so you learn how to uh, how to deal with that. And you learn how to uh, go through school and, and complete your lessons and and take tests and things like that. So we really we really do um, experience discomfort. And we definitely a lot of us have probably uh, sought out discomfort, you know, with uh, some incentives from our parents, like, hey, you get this good grade, mm-hmm. you'll get this. So there's definitely times in our lives where, all right, fine, I don't want to study as uh, much as I want to do this, but mm-hmm. I know that if I get this A tomorrow, something good is going to come of it. So we all have experience uh, from it, but I, as I got older, I, I learned there's a big benefit to actually leaning into it and actually... Seeking it out. Yeah, seeking it yeah. out on purpose and, I, and intentionally. I think there's a big difference between... Well, while I do agree with mm-hmm. you, I think that uh, discomfort at a young age, which is induced from parental guidance at that point, I think that that is very valuable and that can lead to some beneficial outcomes uh, in the development of a child. With that said, I think there's a difference 
in being forced into right. a, a particular type of discomfort and actively seeking it out. Mm-hmm. I think when you actually start to seek it out as an individual, you make the conscious choice to do something that is uncomfortable and put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, exercising your own discipline. I think that's when uh, you can really, really achieve some some big strides in the world of uh, personal growth, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, and I think uh, it is different. It is different than being a kid and, and being uh, forced into those situations. But we definitely... Discomfort is not something that's actually new. Seeking it is is the is the idea that you have to introduce to yourself. That's that's the thing that you have to um that you have to have, quote unquote learn. But once you get past that part, you've come to realize like oh well, you know like I've had discomfort a lot of uh at, at a lot of different points in my life, and now it's just this new practice of actually seeking it out to uh to get stronger, develop uh character. But yeah, uh, let's let's talk about some of just our own personal experiences. Um, I don't know if you want to start. I mean, I got some things that. Why don't you start? Tell tell me about some uh, times in your life when you have exercised actively seeking out discomfort. So you know, to start, I'll use a really. Uh, simple example of and something that's very practical so something i did at the end of last year was um uh i actually did this with my brothers we did a no eat out challenge so for a whole month not just fast food it like any restaurant no eating out had to eat at home Mm -hmm. every meal for uh for a month and that was uh that was rough because <laughs> the convenience of just like picking up something to eat while you're out, especially if you've had a long day, like it's and, huge. Yeah, it, it's it's, huge. it's something that's really hard to do. But the obvious um, uh, benefit to that and reward was I saved a lot of money and a, and a noticeable uh, amount of money. So that's a that's a pretty obvious. Um, uh, that, that's a pretty obvious example of, of, okay, if I do this thing that's not as comfortable, I'll have this reward. Um, uh, sometimes it's not that instant. Uh, like you were saying, um, like with, uh, you you uh, haven't had alcohol in six months. Uh, like when I was younger, and like frequently, I like at least twice a year, I take a month off of um, alcohol. And besides like the money uh, that you save, there's not like a whole bunch else that you see and there's uh, there's a lot more and like you were talking about there's a lot more things that just bum you out because like it's it's weird to like hang out like uh with friends that are drinking it's mm-hmm. weird to go out um so sometimes like the benefits are not as uh as instantaneous but mm-hmm. um yeah on, on a on a much bigger picture one of the other things that i i know that i um a situation that I put myself into that was uncomfortable and different and new that I saw just like huge impacts into my life was I was homeschooled for my I was homeschooled my entire life up until my senior year and I knew that um, not from like an educational standpoint but from 
just like going from school at going from doing school at home to going to an institution mm-hmm. where there's all these other people and you have to deal with more people and you have to deal with teachers now and you have to deal with friends and you have to deal with all the things that are For sure. <laughs> that go on uh and in school just to interject for the people listening that institution that josh decided to join his senior year was actually uh, the same high school that i went to and that's where we by and large that's where we met mm-hmm. you know and started to become friends yeah absolutely we sat yeah. at the same lunch table yeah we did we sat at the <laughs> oh, same man. lunch table yeah every time you bring up that lunch table i just instantly think of that argument with the container and it just still bothers me <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> Anyway, I digress. Yeah, you'll have things like that. <laughs> I digress. But yeah, so going to uh, a public school, was, um, I didn't have to do that. Like mm-hmm. My parents were going to homeschool me my whole life. You know, like I, I didn't have to go into a situation that was new. There's no reason that I needed or that I had to change that. Mm-hmm. I could have finished high school the way that I um, was used to high school. Uh, everybody else goes through their life. Most people go through their life finishing school the same way that they start school. They don't throw a monkey wrench into, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as far as like the institution that they're, that they're going to. But in doing that, um, uh, it was, there was a lot of things that I had to learn and it was very, um, it was an adjustment for sure. But I did it knowing that like there were things, I saw things that were a benefit uh, mm-hmm. from it because I'm a really social person and I had a lot of friends um, even when I was uh, homeschooled but I just wanted more friends more social interaction and I was like well if you want to do that that means you have to uh, that means you're gonna have to go to uh, a public school and there's there's in there's inherent challenges with um, with that you know just from uh, the workflow is different a little bit in, in public school Mm-hmm. Having to like, I mean, I had to wake up on cold days, and I and again, like, I I lived across the street from Whiting, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I lucked out on that. I know some kids grow up with much, much uh, more hardship than having to walk a block, but I didn't have to go anywhere when I was homeschooled. <laughs> I, I did I did my first period in my pajamas, <laughs> and sure. all that was uh, things that I had to uh, had to learn and make adjustments for, but um, and. I guess those were some pretty instant, um, I don't know, I wouldn't call it instant like uh, reward to that particular mm-hmm. thing, because it definitely took a while to get into and, the flow. And I think there's also lifelong rewards that came out of that Oh decision, yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, we be, yeah, we wouldn't yeah. be doing this if I didn't end up going to, uh, to high school, so... There, there were definitely some lifelong impacts, definitely made some lifelong friends, just, just simply by going into a situation that was different mm-hmm. and um and the thing was looking back it wasn't that much harder mm-hmm. you know in the moment it was there were definitely some uh some challenges but looking back it wasn't that much harder than had i just stayed at home and mm-hmm. the reward was the lifelong connections lifelong friends that, that uh, i ended up making uh, so yeah so those are some just some times that uh, i know that i put myself on the spot, so to speak, uh, took on a challenge, and and yeah, I think, and that's the thing, I think talking about this, you know, it's pretty common knowledge, like, you do something challenging, you do something uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get something out of it, um, but sure. internalizing that, and um, 
and having that as a you know as a principle uh, is important because mm. you can just kind of walk through life not being conscious about that but if you're actually conscious about seeking out discomfort and doing things to challenge yourself mm-hmm. you get sharper and you get stronger so for sure so what about what about you what is some uh, so so being uh, conscious about seeking out discomfort has, has been something that I've been interested in in, in quite some time um, uh, a lot of people for a lot of people when they think of discomfort they might be thinking of something physical like working out but for me the act of lifting weights actually does not necessarily fall into that category of seeking discomfort and the reason I say that is because I've been consistently lifting weights since I was 11 or 12 years old that's uh, 11 years at this point mm. and that is so ingrained into my uh, daily habitual actions mm-hmm. that, that that's not even a choice anymore that that's just something I do so it's crazy if I can because like for I mean for somebody who doesn't work out and and you probably just at this point forgotten but it could not have like you didn't just get yeah, to a bench the first time. And yeah, was like, oh, this for, feels for good. sure, for sure, it definitely happened over over many years. Yeah. But but since it has been a thing for so many years, it's not necessarily an area. Right now, it's just that, that I seek out discomfort. It's kind of just something right. I do on a, on a regular basis. But uh, with that said, uh, I have been interested in seeking discomfort for a, a few years now. Um, a couple years ago, I became introduced to the guy named David Goggins, which I'm sure you've heard about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, for some reason, I resonated with his style of thinking to a very, very, uh, you know, I, I resonated with it very well. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that he necessarily, you know, inspired me to seek out discomfort. That, that's not the case. I was already seeking out discomfort before uh I came across him in varying levels, but but the act of actually coming across him did uh, reaffirm those those things that I, I was trying to build into my lives and those ideologies. So I'll give you guys an example of one time that I, I sought out discomfort um, from September 5th, 2019 to December 31st, 2019. I exclusively took freezing cold showers I did not take a hot shower or a warm shower or a relatively warm shower for that entire time period. And for those of you guys listening, we are in uh, we're near Chicago, so the fall leading into the winter is really leading into some cold uh, some cold weather. So the, the showers were getting very very intense from a mental perspective. But uh, you know, I, I wasn't doing these things for the health benefits or anything like that. I, I was doing it to build my discipline because I knew it was hard. I knew I didn't want to do it. I knew it was the last thing I could ever want to do in the morning, waking up. But there's something about conquering that feeling. There's something about actually getting through that. And when you do, you, you have this, this sense of not only satisfaction, but you have this sense that you can achieve more than you think you can. And I think just building up that sense is, is so absolutely huge. Um, couple other times where I've actively sought out discomfort uh, I've, I've trained Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the past and every time you get on the mat you know I'm, I'm sure for some people out there they, they view that similarly to how I view working out it's just part of what they do but for right. me you know if you're not even if you are a black belt like you're still gonna get your ass beat by, by other black belts at, at times but if you're you know a blue belt uh, or a white belt or whatever you know you're, you're going in and you are going to get 
a beating put on you every time you go in and that can that can really uh that can add up psychologically but i can tell you this every time i did go even on days when i didn't want to go it's one of those things where you you always feel better that you went you know without a doubt you always get that uh that sensation um you brought up how you were talking about going to uh, a new school for the first time I have a similar story to that as well, and uh, my junior year of college, I actually made the decision to study abroad in uh, Shanghai, China for five months, and one of my friends, we, we were going to do this together, but like a week before we were going to sign up, he, he decided not to do this, I can't remember the exact reasoning, so I was left with the decision like, well, am I going to do this or am I I'm not going to do this? Um, I was going into it knowing absolutely no one. I didn't know how to speak the language. I wasn't familiar with the culture by any means. So this was really a time in my life where I embraced the unknown and I embraced the, the discomfort that may have came along with it. And, you know, this is one of those things where the, the benefit may not be instantaneous. Like, I, I, for those listening, like, the day I touched down in Shanghai, it wasn't like, oh, wow, like, this is great. I'm so glad I did this. This is, I'm so right. happy that I'm here, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it, it's really one of those things where, you know, I look back on the experience and now I say that that was the single best decision I made in college was doing that. Not only from all of the uh, cultural experience that I was able to, to pick up and, and learn about how other people live their lives that, you know isn't even a Western developed uh, nation, it, it really opens your eyes. There, there are so many different ways to live live your life on this earth that kind of really opened my eyes to that. But another thing that came out of that is some lifelong friends that I will be friends with, you know, until I, I die, you know. Mm-hmm. And if, if I didn't make that decision that was difficult at the time, I, uh, you know, wouldn't be in uh, the position I am in now with so many great friends and so many worldly experiences. So, you know, I think there is is some real value in mm-hmm. being able to think about what will benefit future self, like future Adam or future Josh. Yeah. What can I do now that will benefit future Adam, right? Like, if you can kind of resonate with that or, or understand that and really try to, uh, you know, think about things you can do now then uh you know your, your future self will thank you right and th- i guess that's yeah. kind of why we're that's kind of why we do these things right like we, we don't mm-hmm. do these things to benefit present self or, or past self right yeah we're, we're mm-hmm. doing these things to to make your future self a, a better person you know mm-hmm. i think before i finish up here uh, i just want to talk about one more experience that i had uh it was actually last summer um you know, many of you guys listening might not think that this is impressive by any means whatsoever. Uh, but for my experience in this field, uh, running, uh, it, it was a big deal for me. At the time, I was, you know, 200 pounds or even 205 at, at certain times in the summer. And, you know, I'm, I'm a power lifter. I'm not a long distance uh, runner. But there was this, this time last summer when I was running... Uh, just going for a run um, one evening and I started out running and I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna run like a five mile run. And I, I was feeling really good at five miles and I was like, don't forget this, I'm gonna keep going, you know? Made it to seven, 
And once I got to seven, I was like, you know, like it, it'd be pretty dope if I ran 10 miles. Let, let's do this, you know? And uh, I had already ran 10 miles one other point in the summer. So I was thinking like, you know, I'm just gonna run uh, these 10 miles and you know, that'll be a good run for the day, right? But, and this is all happening in my head as I'm running. But uh, as I'm finishing up this run, however long I was into it, um, I was on my street, like near my house, and I was right at the 10 mile mark. And something possessed me in my head to say, you know what, like, forget running 10 miles. Like, you already did this. You, you, you gotta, you know, run more than 10 miles here. So something possessed me to, to have this idea of running 12 miles in my head. And I, I, could, I just vividly remember as I was passing my house at that 10 mile mark, thinking like, man, like just go in, you, you ran 10 miles, just, just go get a nice drink, hydrate up, eat a, eat a nice meal, like you had a great run. It was so tempting. It was probably one of the most tempting feelings I've ever had in my life. And I made the decision to run directly past my house and run another 2.09 miles. And I just have this, this, this vivid feeling of when I did finish this run, I ran 12.09 miles, uh, ran each mile at like eight minutes and 40 seconds or something like that uh, on average. I, I remember having this deep, deep sense of confidence and sense of satisfaction knowing that I can accomplish more than what my... Uh, so I don't know if I'm gonna call it subconscious or whatever that little inner voice is that says you can't do things or, or tries to justify you quitting or you, you throwing in the towel early. I, I had this, this feeling where I can overcome that. And when you have this feeling you can overcome that, you can really extrapolate that to so many areas in your life. Like it, it gives you this sense, like it, when you're in the moment, you, you have this sense where I can handle anything that life throws at me, you know? And that is a very, uh, a very satisfying sense so you know you know that definitely came strictly from choosing discomfort and, and taking the harder path when presented to two paths to take mm. you know yeah I, my whole um what i what i really want to uh i mean the biggest benefit to just challenging yourself and doing something that is uh uncomfortable in my mind and the most value that i think i get out of it for me personally um is mental fortitude and that's something that i, I still feel like i'm lacking a considerable considerable uh amount of so uh that's the that's the one thing that that's the one reason that i continue to seek out discomfort mm -hmm. and delay gratification i want the mental fortitude and to be able to, um, you know, I, we rarely do things just because, and especially if there's any form of, uh, like pushback from people, um, uh, we tend to just not do it but like I want to be able to like if I decide to do something that's challenging I just want to be able to do it you know, just because like I don't know like I don't really I'm like I, I don't need a good read like I want to get to the point where the only reason that I need is my own and I know that yeah, uh, I sure. get close to that every time that I 
delay gratification, seek discomfort and, and challenge myself in some new way. Regarding building mental fortitude, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I, I'm going to say that the only way to build mental fortitude is through seeking discomfort. Mm-hmm. I don't, I cannot think of another way to build mental fortitude than by seeking discomfort and putting yourself in a very uncomfortable position. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you guys want to get to a place in your life where you can handle things that life throws at you, you can feel a sense of confidence in anything that you embark in. You do not get there by not choosing the uncomfortable mm-hmm. road or the uncomfortable path. You not get there by choosing the easy way out. You only get there by choosing the hard way. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that, uh, this is something that uh, I've talked with a couple of friends about doing. It's an idea that uh, we've pitched around. Um, but I think we were, I think the ultimate, as far as like social uh, discomfort, I think the ultimate challenge uh, is to get up and do stand-up comedy. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. That, the, or, 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 or what is it? Uh, impromptu, or what is it called? Uh, just like improv. Improv. Action. Yeah, improv. Dude, stuff like that. I really want to, um, yeah, go out and do like an open mic uh, uh-huh. freelance. Uh, God. Uh, an open mic uh, stand-up comedy bit. And like, because I... I don't That's think. Gonna be wild. Yeah, and like, but like, so uh, my thought I think was there are like classes that kind of do that, that kind of like expose you to that. Yeah, you know? there are classes for like improv. Um, like, I remember uh, I was at a networking event talking to two uh, seasoned entrepreneurs, and I, you know, I was asking them how do you get good at uh, talking about your product to other people and and really being able to sell them on on uh, what you're what you're doing. And one of the guys said the best way that he can think of getting used to talking to people and and really getting used to, you know, using descriptive language when it comes to your product and persuasive language is to expose yourself to uh, an improv class. Wow. You know, that's interesting. I just think, you know, that sounds horrifying (laughs) because I'm I'm the type of person to really like think what I am saying. I, I am. That is probably the like area of my life that I'm the weakest in is being able to just talk about something on the fly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty interesting, man. We should do that. Yeah, I definitely like, yeah. We should look into a class. I uh I would definitely be down to take an improv uh class and yeah, I'll definitely share the experience if I ever do like a stand up uh, because like my my thought is like and we then I just started thinking about stand up comics in general like they have got to be like some of the most mentally tough people. <laughs> they have to be, man. You have to, from like, a social standpoint, yeah. Yeah, from a social standpoint, like, and, and just like uh, being strong in their own opinions. Uh-huh. Like the crazy thing is, you have if as a stand-up comic, you have to get on that stage, and you have to believe that everything that you are going to say is going to be the funniest thing that these people have ever heard. For sure. But like, at the same time, humor is subjective, so it just may very well not be Uh funny at all. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's definitely one. Um, you got me, you got me excited about yeah. this, man. I, dude, I was on the phone. This with, would be so out of my comfort zone. It's not even funny, dude. <laughs> it's like, funny. Holy wow! I was on the phone with Danny, and we were talking about this idea, and we were like, we we're like, man, like that's kind of wild, but like that would be like, imagine like walking away from that experience, like how much you would learn about yourself, and like how much stronger you'd be as a person. And we started <sighs> talking about it so much. I'm like, dude, like. We're not even committed to this, and I'm like sweating over here. I'm like, I'm like having a heart attack just thinking about yeah, that. Wow. Yeah. So that might uh that might be uh might have to be something that we do. Yeah, on a much less severe level, uh, when it comes to social mental fortitude. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you and I have been to some networking events oh, yeah. this past mm. year, and I. I've just started going to networking events about, uh, I want to say maybe five months ago. Mm-hmm. And I can say that, you know, going into these things, I, I was a very shy person growing up. So going into the ones at the beginning, I was very, very nervous to go there. Even if I was going with someone else, not even the thought of going by myself. And I actually have gone to some by myself at this point. But, uh, you know, definitely going to these has strengthened my ability to talk to people and it's definitely taken me out of my comfort zone but in such a way that has benefited me because now i am not as afraid of talking to a group of people about you know what it is that i do now yeah, yeah. when six months ago i would have been terrified to do something like that mm-hmm. you know so on a much less severe level than you know stand up that that's kind of yeah. kind of the a baby step toward that in that direction for some of you guys listening who stand up may be completely out of the question for you at this point like right. like it <laughs> kind of is to me to be honest <laughs> but uh you know a baby step you can take in that direction is going to networking events and and right now obviously with uh, the current illness going around we you know we, we can't go to networking events but um in the meantime there actually are networking events online i just did a webinar earlier today oh, okay. so there, there are options for you but you know especially when things do open up again I, I think that'd be a great thing to pursue from a social standpoint yeah absolutely yeah um let us know guys if there's a, a story you'd like to share about you seeking discomfort um or delaying gratification some wild experiment that you tried with your friends uh we're definitely that's you know right now everything is kind of weird because uh because of the shutdown like uh and everything but we definitely want to be bringing some other types of content we've got a couple other uh videos as well that we've talked about doing that are kind of in line with you know seeking discomfort delaying gratification just challenging yourself um socially so um yeah, I think uh, I think we can end it there. We covered sure. a lot. Um, just want to add on to that. Uh, if any of you guys are interested in coming on the podcast, you you do something that's interesting and you you want to let the world know. Uh, by world, I mean the the subscribers that follow us at this very moment in time. <laughs> but uh, you know, definitely reach out to us. We're more than more than open to having guests come on, and you know that's really that's really kind of definitely in line with the direction that we want to start pursuing with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're doing some cool stuff out there, let us know. We, we want to have you on. Absolutely. All right. We will see you guys in the next pod. Thank you guys for listening and uh, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good day and stay safe.
Peace.